You're listening to Brilliant Breakthroughs, episode number 23 with Susan White. Hi, small business owners. Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, this is also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling book for small business and entrepreneurship. The good news is you can find this book in paperback or an ebook form too. Just so you know which one it is on Amazon, it's Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. The subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, productivity, and finding peace in your business. Go check it out. It's pretty cool stuff. Pretty radical. So I'd like to say, hey, rock stars, welcome. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm the anthology leader of the great book that we just mentioned. And today we're honored to have Susan White, number one best-selling author, with us to talk about your business's peacefulness performance and how it's supported by getting clarity as to how you can utilize hope to work with you and improve your business. So welcome, Susan. Thank you, Maggie. You know, as I was listening to you talk, I got really excited. Every time I think about this book and I think about all the possibilities it offers to small business, I get really excited. I, I I forget what a big deal this is and how valuable it is to small business. So thank you for having me on this podcast. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, when when it has enough impact to be a number one bestseller, it has potential, doesn't it? <laughs> and it's exciting. Most so, definitely. Susan's chapter is the ninth one in the book, and it's titled Hope out of the shadows and into the light. And Susan, you're a counselor and you've covered, right. a, lot, you covered a lot of ground in your chapter. While at the same time, you only scratch the surface on the challenges that small business owners face day to day with all of their thoughts and their beliefs and how their, their mental and their emotional state impacts their, their performance as well as their business's performance, right? Right. So out of all the things you hear all the time as a counselor, I'd love to ask you, because I think this is important for everyone to know, why did you choose to write about hope? Mm, that's a great question, Maggie. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I hear frequently out and about, as well as in my office, is people referring to the concept of hope. I hope that this happens, or I hope that that happens, or doesn't happen. And I always kind of think to myself, hope is an abstract concept. Um, people can hope all they want, but unless there's actually some action taken to give some direction to an outcome, hope is just an abstraction. So I was intrigued with it in terms of business. Uh, as I wrote in the book, there's a there's a explanation about somebody who is in business by the name of Steve, 
and Steve was very hopeful that his business would survive a fierce competitor that moves into the, the same town as he is, and he really doesn't take the kind of action that he needs, and he allows some of his shadow qualities to overcome him. Now, I bet you're wondering what shadow qualities are. Well, I was just going to ask, so let's talk about shadow qualities. I think that's not common knowledge for small business owners. Bring so it a shadow quality is a quality that is disowned by ourselves. For example, um, people speak in shadow qualities and, and don't even think much about it. If you've ever heard somebody say there's a part of me that would like to do one thing and a part of me that would like to do another thing. Those are parts or shadow qualities that can be coming out in conversation. For example, um, there are qualities that we don't necessarily want to embrace ourselves, qualities like rude, controlling, mean, um, demanding, selfish, and those, those are just the ones I can think about of myself. Um, but we don't, we don't want to necessarily embrace those qualities, and the truth is that they have value. Um, I, I was able to study with Debbie Ford, the author of Dark Side of the Light Chasers, and that's who I learned a lot about shadow um, parts with. And what she did is, is she taught us to seek out the value of these qualities so we can actually use what the value is. For example, selfish. <clears throat> if we think about selfish, we can think about um, keeping everything to ourselves and, and limiting ourselves as opposed to being selfish and utilizing what we need to take for ourselves and use for ourselves. Can you give an example of that in a, a small business setting? In a small business setting, to be selfish, let's see. For example, with time, I need to be very selfish with my time and manage my time because if I don't, it can be pretty easy for people to come along and utilize my time and I end up wasting it. Got it. Okay, so so like a, a shadow quality could be um, being impatient. Yes. And, you know, if a small business owner knows that they're an impatient person, <clears throat> they might be pushing a sale along because they just want to get it done instead of allowing the, their potential customer to go through the process of making a good decision. Um, it can show up all different ways. So if, right. if we identify, hey, I'm an impatient person, then we can set up what systems or something to slow us down to be more respectful and mindful of others 
that would be one way to do it, to create a structure to keep yourself in check. But more more valuable would be to look at the quality of impatience and find the value of impatience. When I think about being impatient, those are the times that people perceive me as being such, and I am actually working very quickly because of my own level of confidence and my own level of comfort. So somebody else might perceive that as impatience, where the truth is I'm, I'm rolling along very, very quickly, and it's uncomfortable to another person. So there's, so even something like impatience could be a perception. Correct. Because in that example, you are capable of doing what you're doing very efficiently, and somebody else may not be, so they might think you're impatient. Right, yes. and that's the interesting thing about shadows, too, because we can project our shadows onto another person. For example, using the impatience. Um, somebody could look at me and, and call me impatient, whereas I'm, I'm really um, confident. And I'm moving along quickly because I'm so confident with what I do, and I know it so well that I don't stop to think that I need to slow down and be more mindful of somebody else's experience and what their needs are. Got it. So they label it as impatience, but it's not really impatience. Okay, so what would an example of hope, because your, your chapter was about hope, um, what would an example of hope be? Well, an example, again, would be the abstraction of hope. Hope is a, uh, a thought, a feeling, and it's an abstraction. You, you, can't, you can't pour a cup of hope. <laughs> I, I like that. And, and the reason why I'm asking, you know, I'm a master business coach, and for over a decade, I run into endless numbers of people who are like, well, I hope this or I hope that. And it's like, yeah, it's not a course of action is what I say. And I try to move them into a course of action. But sometimes people just really want to be in a hopeful state. Which is wonderful. It's, that's a great place to be as long as you're taking right actions and have a strategy for success. Uh, so that sort of goes back to that old ancient teaching of right thoughts plus right actions. Correct. As I wrote in the chapter, there was a businessman by the name of Steve who had a, a bakery, and it was a successful bakery. He started out, it was his passion. He threw his heart and soul into it, and it was doing very well until a, a big competitor moved into town and took away a lot of his business. And rather than rewrite his um, his business plan or to take a look at what he had that the big business didn't have and capitalize on that. He just kept doing what he had done to create his initial success and hoped he would be fine. Well, when there's a change externally, sometimes we need to create a change internally 
Hope is not enough to sustain us all the time. It's certainly a beautiful thing when we're moving forward, but that's the operative phrase there that we need to move forward. Wow, I love that. If there's an external change, we need to be thinking about the internal change um, that needs to occur to get us towards our, our destination again. Right. So right. so in the chapter, Steve just tucked his head in the sand and hoped things would get better instead of taking a new course of action, right? Correct. Okay. And unfortunately, he ended up packing up his store and, and calling it quits. So that was the end action because he didn't take action when he needed to. Correct. Okay. See, I think that that's a really important part in the hope plus action conversation is there comes a point, a threshold, when you're looking at the circumstances as a business owner of this is happening and this isn't happening, and there's a moment of choice, and, and that's that threshold. And I like how you said You need to have your internal and external worlds align when a change occurs. If a change occurs in one, a change has to occur in another. That's harmony, right? Correct. Okay, so this is common in, in everybody's life. So it would be common in small business ownership. Do you have some ways for us to be able to identify that we're caught up in a hopeful state? And I know I'm I'm really throwing that one out at you there. Well, being self-aware, being self-aware that, that we have our head in the, the shadows and that we're not really being honest, but we're telling ourselves stories because we need to take action when we're in business. We can't just show up and and uh, um, live in a fantasy world. We have to be very self-aware, and it, that's that's not the same thing as self-reliant. We need to make some decisions about what we're doing and how we're doing them. Doing. Let me try again. What we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, does that address your question? Yeah, I think so. And you you actually said it in a little different way, so I want to come back to it. Um, if we hear ourselves saying the same story, we need to slow down and take a look at that if that's us coming from a shadow and we're, we're in a hopeful state or if it's a story of successful or or not even successful necessarily because we learn from mistakes as well but you know from action so again it it goes back to stories of um of you know are we dreaming are we talking abstract principles concepts or are we talking about what is happening versus what we want to happen right 
And this is a really right. interesting thing in my mind, Susan, because hope oftentimes is what gets um, entrepreneurs started, is they hope that there's an opportunity out there. They hope that their vision of what they can bring to the marketplace is <clears throat> valuable. But I think people get caught in that hopefulness state too long. That's what I see. Do you see that? It, it can happen. It can happen. Again, if you don't take the right action, you can just be sitting and be hopeful and watch your ship uh, sink. Yeah, it doesn't even sail by. It can sink, like in, in mm -hmm. your, your chapter example. Right. Wow. Wow. Um, any other tips for us around hope? You know, for identifying it or working with it? Well, we, we need to have hope. Hope is the fuel we need to turn our dreams into reality. And that's one of the things that, that I point out in the chapter. It's not that hope is a good thing or a bad thing. It, it has no positive or negative charge. It's simply a a quality, a sense that we have, a, a feeling, a, um, a way of being hopeful. And we need to give it more substance because it's an abstraction. So I think that anytime you hear that somebody hopes for something or hopes something doesn't happen, I think we need to be very mindful that that's, that's a, a, a capsule. It's the stuff inside the capsule that's really going to be valuable. Okay, I'm sitting with that for a moment. Hope is a capsule, like a like a pill capsule, right? And it's the action that's within that capsule that determines the outcome. Correct. <laughs> that that's really interesting because the same is true. Like if we have a headache and we take a capsule of something to help our headache. We hope right. that that will alleviate our headache, but it's not the capsule itself. It's the stuff inside the capsule that determines if it does or doesn't. Exactly. Yeah, that paints a pretty vivid picture, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Again, it took, we, me a, we, took me a minute there. We can't, we can't pour out a cup of hope because it's an abstraction but we can take a look at a capsule and see what's encapsulated inside of it that, that really creates change. Sure. So you could have two business owners saying, oh, I hope this happens. And they're both saying they hope the same thing happens. And if one is taking the action to make that outcome manifested, they're going to have the success and if the other one doesn't they won't they they're caught in the fantasy of hope correct cool this makes a lot of sense i i hope everyone else thinks it makes a lot of sense <laughs> well, i hope too <laughs> but the thing that'll really be valuable is when somebody picks up the book and actually reads the chapter um, to be able to see what Steve goes through and how Steve goes through it. And for me to actually 
lay out all the qualities that that he goes through and how they manifest themselves in his demise. Um, that that'll be that'll be self-sufficient in terms of helping people understand what hope is and and what it's all about in terms of being an abstraction. Well, exactly. This conversation is a great way to introduce the topic and then have somebody read your chapter and they'll be like, oh, I totally get it now. Right. Yeah. So this, this is exceptional. Thank you for taking the time to break it down. I know sometimes it, it seems a little crazy, but it's highly valuable when we can see how it really applies to us. Well, small business owners need all the help they can get because they don't have access to some of the resources that, that large corporations have. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, there's, there's so much to talk about here, and I'd love to keep talking, but I know our time is getting a little tight. So I'd like to ask you, if there's one thing you want small business owners to remember about, uh, this conversation, your chapter, the topic of hope, and how to move it from the shadows into the light, what is, what is it that we need to know? Self-awareness, being very self-aware and being able to distinguish it from being self-reliant. Um, we, can, we can easily be self-reliant in one area but if we aren't aware of how we're sabotaging ourselves and or how we may be telling ourselves some stories as opposed to telling ourselves the truth, we can get sucked right into uh, a disaster. So, again, to be self-aware is crucial when you're a small business owner. And that's one of the ways that somebody like me can help or even somebody like you in terms of uh, coaching. But the best thing to do is pick up the book because the book is remarkable. I don't know of any other book that looks at the four aspects that this one does, profitability, people, productivity, and, and peace. I, I don't know how any other book that goes through that. Hmm. Yeah, it is, it is a different approach. No doubt about that. Well, I love this because you mentioned folks and corporations have all these resources available to them. And I, and there is something in the corporate structure called an industrial psychologist, which is, a, is somebody that's a psychologist for people to go talk to, to work through the stuff that's in their head and in their heart and, and really get some clarity on that. And in this case, you, Susan, provide that for small business owners, don't you? Correct. Okay. So this is an important topic, and I, I want everybody to pay attention because there are people out there like Susan that can help you. And if you don't um, already have one, you will definitely want to check out how to get a hold of Susan because she can help you gain the clarity and be that sounding board for you to have that awareness that you need with what the reality is of your business. Wow. Mm -hmm. You are fabulous. Thanks for showing up in our world. 
Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. Hey, listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with number one bestselling author, Susan White. Um, now that you've heard this, start by reading chapter nine in the book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, and gift your business's performance by accepting the invitation to go ahead and learn what you need to get clear on so you can advance your business. Susan has an exceptional offer for you on her author's page at the end of her chapter. Plus, there's all sorts of other handles on how to interact with her on social media sites for you. So you have lots of ways that you connect with Susan. Take her up on this. She's good at what she does. I know that I've heard that from other people and she and I've had some wonderful talks. Brilliant lady. So here's something really cool that you may not know right now. You can see everything about the book and how to get a hold of Susan White by going to the books app. We have an app for the book. It's Brilliant Biz Book. So go to your app store, type in Brilliant Biz Book. And when you download the app, you can click on the page that we have called Ask an Expert, and you'll see Susan White's name. Click on that, type in a question for her and she will reply back to you. How do you like that? Isn't that pretty cool stuff? Susan, I bet you're yeah. excited to be able to help folks out like that, aren't you? Oh, I sure am. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to thank everyone for listening and Susan for your time and wisdom sharing today. Listeners, we appreciate you for taking the time to listen to the Brilliant Breakthroughs podcast. Susan, you know how to help small business owners out. Any last words you'd like to share before we sign off here? Again, I, I appreciate this time with you and get the book. It speaks for itself. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to keep doing our weekly podcast so you can learn more about creating brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. And until next week, we say shine brightly.